ABTB buddies. I've got Nick Lydorf on the show today. Nick is a Michigan comic from the East Lansing area, and he's also an attorney. Nick's been performing uh, all around the country and at festivals, including the Cleveland Comedy Festival, Crossroads Comedy Festival, and Gilda's Laugh Fest. His album came out this year called Free Consultation. Very funny. It's, it's on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other cool places you can listen to comedy albums. I suggest you give it a listen. We had a really good talk. It's Nick Lydorf, and it's a good one. Nick, hey. how hey, the heck Scott. are you? What's up? Hey, great, man. How are you? I really enjoyed your album. Thank you. Appreciate that. So what yeah. kind of work went into putting that together? A lot of work. <laughs> uh, it took a long time for me to, in a lot of false starts with, with COVID, getting it uh, ready to go and then having to stop. Um, but the final preparation and getting ready for it was like uh, about six months before. I recorded it earlier this year in April of 2022. And I really started getting ready around, um, you know, this time, actually last year and started hitting up a bunch of people saying, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Can I get some extended sets? And, um, a lot of people were really helpful with that. Just letting me come and do, you know, 45, um, you know, minutes longer sets, stuff like that, mm. which was great. And just packed as many of those as I could. And, um, sat down with a friend and we kind of plotted out everything, like what, where we thought it should go and, and what should be in and what shouldn't be in. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It was um, I got a lot better as I yeah. as I did that. I found that it was uh, yeah. It's amazing when you put something in front of you the that you have to, you know, it's a goal. It's and it's also something that you you've got scheduled that you right. uh, and you get people to record and all that kind of stuff that you actually get serious about stuff and you buckle down and uh, do a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah, it was really intense um, getting ready for it. I was uh, listening to everything, got in the habit of recording everything um, video-wise and watching it back and finding out what will work. And then as stuff, as I was doing more things, I was writing other, um, you know, jokes too. And those kind of ended up making it uh, to, the, <clears throat> to the album as we, you know, worked, worked its way in. So That's great. And I didn't look at, yeah. was that self-produced? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I tried to get some people to, that were in some of the labels. They weren't really, they, they just because of like the landscape of, of, uh, Sirius, which is like the big income generator for them. Uh, they were, they're having trouble with, with, uh, getting paid, I guess, and stuff like that. Oh, but, um, yeah, so that, at least that's what they said. Maybe they didn't like it. They just didn't want to tell. <laughs> didn't yeah. want to tell me. But, um, but yeah, I I, uh, I was kind of fortunate that it, they ended up passing on it because I was able to just kind of uh, put it out myself. And I think it's I think it's done pretty well so far. And that's you know I've I've talked to folks that have either used a label or done it themselves. And the big thing about doing it yourself is you own it. You don't have to share the yeah. residuals with anybody if it makes sure. it to serious. So that's, that's, that's really yeah. a, a, a good thing because I guess the record company takes a pretty big hunk out of it. Yeah. It depends on the agreement, but yeah, it can be upwards like 40%. Of yeah. What I've seen. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, being an attorney, I'm sure you would look at that pretty yeah. closely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could read the agreement. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now is that, uh, the, the the bonus track with uh julian is julian your son yeah, yeah he's my son yeah oh. um so he 
he uh, he just I didn't I'm not one of those dads that tried to push him into into stand up, but he as he as he saw me getting ready for this, he's like, Can I be on your show? And I'm uh-huh. not gonna tell my kid no, you know. So we um we had fun just working on some jokes that he did and um a couple street jokes and then one that he actually wrote on his own that I you know that I really enjoy the one about um uh scorpion um, yeah <laughs> and he um he like he he my my dad passed away when I was when I was younger but that was a, a joke that my a, a kind of a joke that my dad told me about a guy with a frog uh on his head walking into a bar and then so Julian is like 10 so he just like picked that joke apart and swapped things into it and made it work. And I was just like blown away by that, that he was able to figure that out at 10 years old. Cause there's people I know that can't, yeah. uh, you know, have trouble writing a joke, let all this kid figured it out. So no doubt. Well. He, and he seems so fearless. Yeah, he was, uh, it was so funny. I wish I could have, um, recorded just how he was back, um, backstage in the green room. And he was just sitting there with his legs crossed. He had some tea, and he had his headphones in, <laughs> and I was just like, "Hey, buddy, uh, we're getting ready to start." And he just took off his headphones and he went up, went up stage. Did he had no stage fright, no fear, and um, uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. That yeah, that was great. I I guess my favorite joke on the album was uh, about your mom trying to write a check oh. for your student debt, and I, I yeah. know all these jokes are rooted in truth, but yeah, what I liked was the fact that just how out of touch and she's in my generation i'm i'm a boomer so she's my generation um just how out of touch we are on everything and really it was great yeah Yeah, thanks um yeah that is that is rooted in truth she didn't really know how much it how much debt i had uh so when when i told her that one time that that was her reaction she was just like jesus yeah you know she was (laughs) she was pretty uh, blown away by that but yeah, I got to uh, I got to see that firsthand with my kids, so I I know how much it is, and uh, <laughs> I know it's wild. It's a it's lot. Wild. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing how much that costs <laughs> and how long it takes to yeah. pay it back. But yeah, that's like the first video I've had on TikTok that like did really well is that joke. And, yeah, um, it's almost 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 up to like a million um, views right now, and I'm just kind of. It's like nine hundred and fifty thousand. I just want to try and get it to yeah. a million. Just to say that I did that. But yeah, you know, it's been. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because I just looked at your TikTok for the first time today, and I went through the videos there, and yeah. you're you're doing pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, for a bald white guy, I'm doing I'm doing yeah. pretty good. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are going pretty well on TikTok. I've uh, in, just in the last six months, I've uh, really started being more regimented with putting out reels and uh video content and just kind of editing some stuff and um it's fun you know and once it's not fun i'll stop doing it but yeah it's fun yeah yeah. now have you had people come up to you at shows and say i saw you on tiktok um no they didn't come they haven't come just for the tick like normally they'll um they'll come to the show and then they'll i'll pitch you know, at the end of my set, like, you know, follow me on TikTok. And then they hit me up and it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's just putting out some, not just stand up clips, but doing like a, um, a question and answer mm. segment that I do, uh, with people just send crazy questions on the internet uh. and talk about that. <laughs> but, but yeah. Four you know. DUIs. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Wild. Yeah. That, what do yeah, you that expect? Guy know when he's going to get his license back. Like, no, I don't think you should ever get your license back. Man. I'm a defense attorney talking, man. That's, I don't want you to drive. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just thought that was hilarious. And, and people are just stupid. So I know, yeah. I know. There's so much, there's so much that I can pull from, uh, with stupid questions on the internet because there's an unlimited supply of it. Uh -huh. yeah. So, so what got you into doing stand up in the first place? Um, so I was, um, uh, like always like an artistic kind of person, but I was very, um, shy and I would, uh, both my parents were like in the arts. So my dad was, um, an art teacher and did mixed um you know arts and different things like that pottery and painting and um I'm, my mom was a graphic designer before she decided to be a minister and uh so I was always like around arts and I was in band and all kinds of stuff but I never really did anything really creatively like acting even though I really wanted to do that but I kind of just let you know fear get the best of me and um, one of my friends just signed me up when I was like 32, uh, about 10 years ago, actually you know, a little over 10 years ago. And he's like, you're going to do this. You know, I don't want any excuses. I just want you to do this. I think you're going to be funny. And, um, and I just did it and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I just, I, you know, I loved it. And I just started, you know, hitting mics and, um, it was really bad timing. Cause my son was like, like two months old uh -huh. and just started not a great time to start doing stand up, but, um, but my wife was cool with it and yeah, I just started, started doing it more and more and started, uh, just doing wherever I could. So that's great. Did you ever do Sunday night funnies? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. I, that yeah. was one of the last I, things I did before I moved. Yeah. Did, when I did it, I did it quite a while ago, but they gave us a hotel room, which is kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't get that. Um, that I, was, that was like, I, I drove up from South Bend and then I drove up and did um, the comedy contest at uh, the Bob at Dr. Grin's uh, oh, a yep. couple of weeks later. And, uh, yep. and then COVID hit and then I didn't do anything yeah. for a while. I, I know that I finally made it uh, in, in, uh, it was like, it was like, 29 end of 2019 to beginning of 2020 and i moved on to the i think it was the semi-finals or the finals or that one and um and then they then they shut it down so that was like the only one i ever ever made it yeah made it any farther in, and then i get you know COVID yeah. had to happen so that's yeah. great so when you're when you're starting out so 10 years ago you did the open mic what what was it that after after doing that and moving on what was it that kept you going um just a creative like outlet i thought i think that was something that i really enjoyed is being able to create something on my own and um write something and then just kind of perform it on my own and without anybody else having to get involved in it just being able to create something that i thought was was funny and then um you know, perform. I wasn't really like performing jokes back then. I was just kind of telling jokes. Um, but, but it's, you know, kind of evolved and I've gotten, um, you know, better at doing what I do, which, which is it, I'm not like, you know, super animated, but I'm getting better at that. But so I just thought it was like a really great way to, um, kind of, do something different that was creative and something I kind of always wanted to do. Like being a lawyer, I don't really create a whole lot of things. I usually just 
destroyed <laughs> destroyed uh-huh. things. So uh, <laughs> it's always nice to to be able to like you know make something and um and I, I just really latched onto it and and enjoyed it ever since. Did you ever have any kind of stage fright or anything like that? Oh yeah, I still do. There's there's times like, um, I mean before that first one, it was just like you know, I think I had some uh, had a few beers before I I went up and did it. Um, I performed with shorts on because I didn't really know uh, you know that was a thing. Um, and but I, it was a competition. I ended up. I only had like one person there that knew me and I ended up moving on to the next round and I lost in the finals. Um, it was just something in Lansing here, but, um, yeah, it was, it was very nervous walking around pacing a lot, but like that nervous energy, I think was, was kind of funny, uh, at that point. And, Mm. um, yeah, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it was just kind of like that nervous, um, trying to find the joke, at the same time of trying to not, you know, freak out and have a panic attack on stage. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're, I mean, your material is, you know, it's pretty much split down the middle of, uh, you know, personal stories and observations. So when you decide you're going to, well, I'll ask it this way. Do you, sure. do you have a certain writing time that, do, that you put aside for writing or do you just write yeah. stuff down as it comes? Yeah. So, um, lately I haven't been as disciplined as I normally have been, uh, just lots of stuff have been, has been happening work-wise and things, but I would, I make it a, a habit to do like morning pages every day, which I'm a big a believer in that. Like you just writing, for the sake of getting garbage out of your head uh, and just writing it all down and then coming back to those at, um, you know, at certain intervals, usually like once a week and looking at, looking at that stuff. Um, but then also setting aside some time each day to, um, you know, write new things, work on old things. Um, but kind of the balance between like getting the, cause I'm just, I'm like one of those people I'm just on my head all the time and, I just, I've got a lot of thoughts and I just want to get the garbage, <laughs> get the garbage out and then figure out what might be funny. And then, you know, it's just like, you know, batting averages, like starting out you're you're going to hit, you know, very low average, but as you're getting better at it, you kind of know, so you're going to improve your, you know, what you're going to get out of those, those uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that I, I would make it a point to do it every, every day when I was really, um, hitting it hard to try and create, you know, an hour worth of you know, material that I wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like to ask a lot of people is, you know, I, I call them KPIs because that's what I work in and, and there's KPIs for jokes. What, what, what is it that makes a joke one that's going to go on? It's going to live. It's going to be an A joke. And what, what is it the makes you know that even though you think the joke's funny, it needs to go away. Oh, um, I'll start with the second part first. Like there's some jokes that I did on the album that I just wanted to do. So I didn't have to say them anymore. (laughs) Like I wrote them. I like, I wrote them at a time when I didn't like, uh, what what I did when I was a different person than when I wrote when, you know, Mm -hmm. than when I was when doing them. Um, so there's somewhere it's just like, all right, you know, it's still funny. Um, but 
it's not really what I want to um, focus my time on when I get an opportunity to do jokes and tell jokes. Um, so I just got like a feeling like, eh, I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes kind of moving on. Sometimes, I, you know, I like to, you know, have some jokes that are for the other comedians too. Like, I, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, those, those are, um, you know, getting a laugh from the back of the room is, is sometimes better than getting a laugh from, you know, a bunch of drunk people oh, at yeah. a bar, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So, um, the, the things that I, I think that work a lot for me is like, you know, that's like kind of like finding your voice. Like what's your, what do you want to talk about? What's your, what's your core beliefs, your core values? Like what, what makes you angry? Like what makes you happy? What, what are those things that can, um, that can communicate who you are? Uh, and then it's still true to you. Look, there's some people I've seen. And when I, w- I would do this, when I first started, it was like, I want to be like this person. Mm-hmm. Um, or I want to be like this community or I want to run a joke like that. And like, that's, that's cool. Like, um, that's fine. We're all learning, uh, you know, at this, you know, uh, art, uh, <laughs> but like, um, usually the funniest things that are going to last for a long time are the ones that are personal for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and aren't contrived, you know, just to get a laugh kind of a thing. Um, those are like the, you know, there are like, there's different levels of, of stuff, right. You know, there's, um, you know, just, uh, somebody falling down on the ground that, that can be, that's a joke. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a laugh, but is it like a really deep kind of meaningful thing? Um, and I'm always kind of looking for those, mm-hmm. those kind of laughs and then being silly too. That's always fun. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was a big ramble. I don't know if that really made any no, sense. But no, like, no, it makes sense. And, and I'll <laughs> say in watching you, I, I, I watch several videos. It does. And, and listening to the album, it doesn't, feel like you're trying to emulate anybody well that's that's very i appreciate that very much because everyone says i'm trying to be louis ck and um like i i don't i can't help that uh, you know my face looks like his a little bit um yeah Tom Segura, i can't really <laughs> so yeah one of my friends was like yeah it's not like you can you know get a face transplant right but, right um right but and yeah that, that's yeah and the rhythm of your speech could be a little bit similar, but you know, it's mm-hmm. the way you talk. So right. <laughs> you can't, right. I can't it. help it. Yeah, there's, I know. There's a lot of people that talk like Louis CK. It's just, it's just right. the way it is. Yeah. 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 He's a bald white man in his fifties. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No doubt. Um, do you feel like, it's easier for you to handle because comedy is kind of a bullshit game for a lot of people. It's uh, you, <laughs> people get past that, that aren't as good as you and all kinds of stuff happens. Do you feel like that because it's kind of your hobby that it's easier for you to handle all the bullshit that comes along with comedy? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I don't want to treat it like, I don't want to treat it like a hobby. I treat it like a second job. Like, Mm. so I want to, um, that's why I put a lot of work into it. Mm. And, you know, that's something that I really struggle with is like 
judging myself based on the the success of other people. That's just something I've always struggled with my entire life. And comedy makes you deal with that or it's going to consume you. Um, you're mm. just, you know, you, if you're going to focus on like, oh man, this person got this, she got that. Why did she get this? How did he get that? Like it, it'll just eat you up inside. Cause it did me for like a long time. And I just decided that we're all on a different path. Um, and it's not like I've come to this realization. It's just like, it's a struggle. I always mm. have like how, how can, what can I control? Right. So what can I, the only thing I can control is like what I put into it. So if I can, you know, sit down and I put my best effort into writing and reviewing my stuff, getting better. Um, if it have some, something happens and I get a show or like stuff like that, then cool. If it doesn't, then all right, well, it didn't happen now. Maybe it'll happen some other time. Um, but yeah, it, that that's just a that's always been a real. And it probably should be the other way around. I should probably care less about it because I always because I, I I don't need it for uh, to pay the bills. Um, uh-huh. But I'm not really doing it. Um, not to sound like an asshole, I'm not really doing it for, for the money. I'm really doing it because I really enjoy it and I love it. The money is as it's got as I've gone on has gotten much better. Um, you know, you know, actually making money as opposed to losing money every yeah. <laughs> every every time I go out and do do a show or, or a, a guest spot. Um, but yeah, it's just the the cool thing about it about comedy for me is just like how it's taught me a bunch of life lessons that I um, didn't otherwise or probably wouldn't have otherwise um, you know learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just because it is a creative pursuit, it's subjective. You know, there's a cabillion comedians now um there's so many different ways to succeed and everyone's on their own path and um we're not always going to get the same things at the same times and um i'm kind of fortunate I'm, I'm glad that you know a lot of my friends popped off when they first started a couple of years out and you know that's awesome for them i i would much rather uh be bad early when no one is going to see me <laughs> than, than doing it for 10 years and then going up and headlining and then just shit in the bed. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <laughs> right. So like, I kind of am, am grateful about that now where uh, now I'm kind of um, more people are seeing me and I'm putting myself out there more too, like going out of state and doing more stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of lessons to learn from comedy. How did the young kids uh, treat you at the shows? Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of friends. I mean, l- pretty much all my friends now are, I mean, are in their tw- you know 20s. And yeah. I, I like hanging out with people. I think it's, um, I just, you know, I'm, it's 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 great icebreaker to have to just to talk with younger people and, and hang out with them. And, it you know, I used to do a room in, East Lansing on a weekly basis. And it was with me and like some 20 year olds, uh, that would run it. And I thought that was, I mean, that was a challenge for me. And I thought I got much, much better, um, because I was writing outside of my comfort zone, trying to make it more, make my, what I wanted to say more relatable to a different kind of audience than what looked like me. Um, mm. because they were just, you know, in the twenties and, um, you know, just getting drunk and I have nothing in common with them. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a kid or a wife or a job. And, and yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was, that was fun to me, but yeah, everyone, everyone's always been really, really cool with me. 
The nice thing about being older is you don't have to feel bad about just going home after the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they're like, do you want to go up first? I'm like, uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't like, uh, sometimes I want to go to bed like, last night. I, I mean, today I got back from, uh, I did a, I headlined this, the show in, in Indianapolis and, and we got home at like, Oh, you did black circle, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that, that was cool. It was, uh, it was fun, but we got home at like one thirty last. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been dying the entire day. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that that's a cool show. Alex does a good job with yeah. that. Yeah, I got yeah. this. Alex came down here to Huntsville to do a show, and I got to meet him in person for the first time last oh, year. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big dude, giant, giant man. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. six five and I, oh okay yeah. and I, I'm like he's like six eight or something like that and yeah and I've got one of these personalities that when somebody's taller than me I want to take them out so uh, right I, I had to tell yeah. him that <laughs> yeah it was I, I did um I did the uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle a couple uh, weeks ago with Ben Bailey and he's like six five and then the the host was like six seven and like oh normally wow. I don't I'm not yeah so normally when I'm like six four. Like I don't, I don't usually feel like the small person in the room, but I was, I was definitely the, the shortest guy in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ben Bailey always looked tall, but I didn't know how tall he was. He is a big guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing. The camera just doesn't. It, you don't know yeah. until you stand by him. Right, right. Except for Alex, you always know Alex. Oh is yeah, a giant. Because yeah, if he's standing beside anybody, <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, the dude blocks out the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big dude. <laughs> I um, one since you've been doing this for ten years, one one of the things you do is you pay attention to comedy when you when you're doing it. You pay attention to what's going on. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like anything? has changed for the worse or for the better as far as comedy in general is concerned since you started? Yeah. Like, um, there's, it's really, it's an interesting phenomenon with people that have been establishing themselves, uh, strictly through YouTube and TikTok, and watching those, uh, people bring out their audiences to crowds and being able to perform with some of those people and their audiences are not, comedy club audiences they're not like the tr traditional you know people that are there to drink and and they're they're there for that person that they're into like mm -hmm. um you know and so that's something that's that's completely changed from when i really far, first started doing it where clubs were like the way you're going to get exposed to things and you know how can i get into this club or that club and now it's just like you can reach so many people with um you know, some crowd work that you did at a open mic or whatever, uh, or at a show and put it out there and you get, you know, like a hundred fans from that. Like that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's wild to me. Um, but those audiences are different and that's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think like some of those people, um, aren't traditional standups and then they may not be, uh, set up for success, like um, like a traditional stand-up person when they get that kind of success. So it's those are kind of some of the different things that I've seen. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people are chatty and want to get chatty with with <laughs> with the comedians yeah. uh, more so. And um, sometimes I'm into that. Sometimes I'm not, depending on what the per, you know who the person is. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed that a lot more. There's been a lot more um, chatty audience members and. 
um, yeah, I don't know, good or better for worse. I, but. I, I see the same thing. How do you handle that when it happens to you? Um, if they're polite, like the worst, I think some of the worst ones are like when they're just super polite and uh-huh. like they're paying attention and they're like, Oh, that's funny. Or like, you know, they're saying stuff out loud. Like, I'm not going to like put them down cause they're like into the show. Uh, and I don't want to discourage them from, from entertaining. So those are like the most difficult ones. I think when somebody's really into it and they're actually supportive when the people are shitty, um, you know, I'll, I have to teach. I, I've, I've learned to kind of not go into my uh, go for the jugular uh, first. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give, a, I'll give a couple, I'll give a couple like opportunities for them to shut up. Uh-huh. Uh, but then um, I, you know, just being, having done this for 10 years and having the microphone uh, you're, I'm going to win. There's no way this person is going to win. So yeah. like I, and plus I argue for a living. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to out argue you. <laughs> And I will make you look, if you want to be, if you want to look stupid, I can, I'll make you look stupid. Like uh-huh. that's, that's what I think, but I'll give you a couple opportunities to figure out maybe I should back off. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I try and be nice, uh, try and, um, you know, well, we make mistakes especially yeah. when people are drunk. Um, but I'll give you a couple shots and then if not, then we'll go in and we'll, uh-huh. we'll take care of it myself. Yeah. I see it as like three different groups. There's the the first one you say that are nice. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. they've had a few too many and they yeah. they don't even know that they're saying the words that they're saying. Oh, that's a great joke or whatever and right. and talking over you. Then there's the assholes and then there's the ones in yeah. between that are inserting their own personal story yeah. into your joke wow. and I I feel like they're the hardest ones. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes like I I like to, I got a um, an interaction with some of those people at a, a show recently and I haven't released the clip, but it's just so bizarre. Like, like they'll just, they'll have some like non sequitur that they think makes total sense. Yeah. And, uh, so then like, I mean, we all learn like, like when someone says something that's stupid, like just repeat it. Yeah. Uh, so the audience, so they know that like the, so the audience kind of gets the benefit of what they've said. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of times it just, it just makes for, uh, you know, a couple minutes of, of just, you know, this person's insane. Like what, what is wrong with you? Like, what uh-huh. are you yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, I used to be, I used to take a, I used to get very angry, uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. When I first started out, yeah. um, now it's kind of like, how can I, um, I got to calm down. I got to realize that, you know, um, you know, I, I don't want to ruin the show. Right. So, you know, yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I was exactly the same because you put a lot of work into what you bring on stage yeah. and nobody sure. realizes that unless you do it. And, yeah. and then these folks are just, you know, throwing a bat in the tire and, and just, yeah taking the train off the rails and they don't even know what they're doing to you. Yeah. I had one guy. um, Yeah. Now I just remembered it. We did a, we did a benefit show for a, uh, like a, like a, um, like a local kind of uh, festival, not like a comedy festival, just a festival. And the guy like just would not shut up the entire show. And um, then he came up to me after the show and he's like, when are we doing this again? Like, 
bro, I'm not, we're not doing this again. Like, get, I, I don't even want to talk to you, man. Like, he thought we were friends. We thought we were, like, best friends. Like, hey, what are we, I, I'm not doing this with you again, ever. Like, get get out of my face. And then, like, so, yeah, it was, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I just had a flashback there. Sorry, I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> guy. I was going to find that guy. Sorry to bring up yeah. the PTSD. Don't worry, it's yeah. always better to talk about it, yeah. I wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> What's the best uh, piece of advice you've gotten since you uh, started? Um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, and if you're going to fail, do it very loudly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so like, you know, just don't, don't be timid about this. Like just, you know, um, it's the, it's, it's like the practice of law kind of, you know, like, they call it the practice because you're going to screw up uh, sometimes you're mm-hmm. not going to do everything right, but let's just like getting out there and doing it. And just, um, you know, like what I'm thinking about signing up for a mic. We'll just do it, man. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. What should I, what should I do? Just do it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really other than that. You'll find your own path and find your way of, of, um, of what, how you enjoy this and how to get better at it. If you just do it, that's just one of those things. Um, and then just be as fearless as you can. And, and, uh, if, so if you think, if you think something's funny, you know, it probably is, but like, just how, how are you going to learn how to communicate your, your thoughts and being a communicator is like, this is made, I mean, doing stand up has just made me a much better lawyer and, a um, a person too. like just mm-hmm. learning how to communicate my thoughts. Like sometimes like I'll have an idea that I think is really funny and it probably really is funny, but just, I don't know how to communicate that. Uh, aspect of it yeah mm-hmm. but like chris rock it's like if it's not funny well it's probably funny it's just the setup is wrong so how, do, how do, what's the setup you got to fix um, right yeah do you feel like the timing's wrong sometimes too have you ever put a joke away and like years later you bring it out and all of a sudden it's right yeah i i, I did i did that's one that i started when i um a couple years in about being in marching band um and i just didn't you know, uh, really know how to, it's not a complex joke. It's just like, I think I've, I've gotten more comfortable with, with performing now. And I feel, uh, it's easier for me to talk about, talk about certain things. Um, but, but yeah, so that, yeah, I have, I wrote something and then just kind of like put it away and then came back to it, um, recently. So yeah, just keep all the stuff. That's one. That's another thing too, is just keep everything don't think that like, Oh, this is stupid and throw it away. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you're just going to come back to it at some point. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, it's really weird. They just, uh, they come up at the weirdest times and it seems like you look at them at right, the right time. And right. You, you change it a little bit, but the basic idea is still there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have reached a point in the podcast where my new, right. my new, uh, segment, I'll call it a segment is uh we're doing and it's it's pretty popular so i'm um i'm yeah i'm i'm pretty uh stoked about the feedback i've been getting it's called is this anything and that's okay. where each of us bring a uh, uh either a premise a joke something that we think uh might be something but maybe hasn't been something yet and yeah. uh, uh bounce it off each other so um you're the guest so you get to choose okay. who goes first <laughs> oh i'll let you go first okay uh, yeah okay go ahead <laughs> I will, uh, I'll give this a little bit of a, um, uh, setup because I've done, I've done this a couple times, but it has, um, 
it's been mild. It hasn't been exactly what I want, and it sets up some more stuff, so I really want it to mm. work. Oh, yeah. Because the yep. other stuff doesn't work if this yeah. doesn't work. Um, yep. So here we go. I'll go right into it. I got a new doctor, and start over. I got a new doctor, and I got all the tests done so she'd know what she's working with. She went over the test with me and told me that she wouldn't be surprised if I lived to be 100. She must have seen the expression on my face because she asked, is that bad news? And I said, no, Doc, it's great news. But let me ask you, what sort of stress could I put on my body to cut that estimate down by about 20 years? Like, would when would be a good time to start smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, drinking a handle of, of Jack Daniels, and maybe throw some meth into the mix so that I drop dead somewhere yep. like right between 79 and 81? I don't I don't right. want to make it to 100. I know it sounds great, but it's really 20 more years of bullshit than I want than I want to experience. Here's what happens when you make it to 100. There's a big party at the nursing home with the people you don't know or like. You get a sugar-free cake that tastes like shit, and some kid from the news station on their first assignment sticks a mic in your face and says, "Mr. Curtis, what's the secret to living to be 100?" Well, Chip, I eat babies. Just just two of them a year. That's all I need. That's the elixir, Chip. A couple newborns down the gullet in March and October is why we're talking right now. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like where you went with it. I think that the just the suggestion is like um setting up that like you don't want to maybe playing the seed earlier that you don't want to live to a hundred is um, I think probably really a really relatable thing that as we get older, everyone probably has that same thing. Like when you're, when you're a kid and like you're 20, it's like, Oh shit, I'm going to live forever. Like, Oh my God, I don't want to live forever. This is insane. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we're going to, I'm going to outlive my, my uh my pension or you know yeah. my my savings um yeah i yeah I, I like it i i like it like we were saying like i was saying before like sometimes it's like how do we because i'm gonna i'm gonna unload this joke on you in a little bit and it's like I, it's not gonna it doesn't work and i i've got to try to figure out how to make it work yeah um but i i like the i like where it goes um yeah I and that, and really i yeah. i i felt like the couple times i did it i and it, it's rewritten from those times. And I think you're right. The I should set this up as, you know, I'm getting older, but I don't want to get that old. And and yeah. And yeah. And and then bring the doctor story in and that way they know what's come well, they don't yeah. know what's coming, but they know kind of how I feel when she says I'm gonna make it to a hundred. Yeah. And part of that, like, sometimes it's because I just heard that cold, right? So I didn't hear uh, any jokes before it or, you know, so like, sometimes I think when, when we, when we're doing a longer set, like the audience is going to figure out like what your point of view is. So they're going to know like, oh, well, he's got this, you know, he's sarcastic and, you know, he, he, um, you know, so if you, if you just, if you dive into the, that without like a, an actual formal, like, introduction of the topic you know yeah. a setup kind of a thing like it would probably still it would probably work um but if like if you're doing that like like you want to do at the beginning of being of a bigger chunk like that it might 
have to actually kind of go through the formality, which is, um, that's what my my wife is is not a stand up comedian, but she's like unfortunately always right when she talk, when yeah. I talk to her about jokes. Yeah. Like she'll say like you got to set this up better. Like you you I, where you went with it is is um you know I because like she'll experience a lot of the same stuff I do I do, but like she's like yeah just just don't be afraid to talk more at the beginning. It's like yeah I know, and then then as you trim that down, then it, then it'll you know, probably won't have to say some of those things right. Um, yeah. And I think you're right because, you know, I've only done that at open mics where I've got, you know, five or 10 minutes and it's definitely a middle joke. It's not, it's not something they have to know that I'm grumpy and, and right. And sarcastic and all that before I get into that. And I, I definitely dig that part. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, I felt like, maybe it's too dark, you know, maybe, you know, is it going too dark because the stuff that comes after it is even darker. So I, okay. (laughs) All right. I just, I want to make sure that, that they're getting eased into the darkness and then, and then, uh, then they get to see who Scott's really about. (laughs) Well, yeah. And and like the, the line with the, you're eating the babies. Like Uh if you, um, you know, just, I think that's funny. I think some people would, would think that that's very dark, uh, uh-huh. you know, and like just the, how you deliver that, right. Like how yeah. that's like, you're going to have, that's one of those ones where you're probably going to have to be like, you know, laughing maybe a little bit and smiling when you say that. Cause uh-huh. like, if you're going to eat a baby, like people might, yeah. <laughs> might be a little freaked out by that. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that's funny, man. Okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah. I'll uh, keep, yeah. I'll keep working on it. It's uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally restructuring my act because I started yeah. out being like the clean guy and okay. it's just not yeah. who I am. Uh, yeah. so I figure this isn't going to be, this is going to take me to Hollywood or anything like that. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to say what I want to say. So I, yeah. and yep. the move changed that. And, and so everything's, yeah. everything's different. And so yep. like 90% of my material just doesn't even work anymore. So starting from uh, scratch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the input. And yeah. now it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't really, I don't have a structure for this yet, but um, I, I've said it a couple times and the second time I got a, a kind of a good response, but like, so the idea is, is just like, like raking leaves. Well, I, have, I have two, so I'll give you this one first. If you don't, if we have time to do another one after this, after this one. But um, the first one is uh, I was raking leaves and I absolutely hate, I think it's just the complete waste of time. Like if I was, um, single, uh, there's no way I'm raking leaves. There's no, the only reason I rake leaves is because my wife keeps me from being a worse person than what I normally am. <laughs> and so, she, you know, as I'm sitting there and I'm raking the leaves, I'm like, you know what? Like maybe the terrorists are right. Like I, <laughs> there's, I think that's funny. That's that, that's the funny part of the joke for me, but like, but then I have to explain that a little bit better. I think so. Like, like the terrorists are not raking leaves, so mm-hmm. they're, they're, they don't yeah. they don't do that. So like, if they wanted to recruit someone like me, they would put out something like, "Hey, man, we, you don't need to rake the leaves." Uh, and <laughs> I'm not saying I would join Al Qaeda, but there I probably have some debate back yeah. and forth about it. Very <laughs> anti raking leaves. Yeah, um, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, that's, I might I it. might be a little bit more pissed off about raking the leaves at the beginning you know 
You know, yeah, like, yeah, like, okay, yeah. Cause, you know, if I was single, they'd just sit there. They'd be mulch like they're supposed to be. And, right. uh, and, and, uh, they would just sit there and they would be gone in the spring. So, mm -hmm. but my wife wants me to do it. You know, who doesn't yeah. do, you know, who doesn't rake leaves? Terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and you know yeah. what, if they start advertising, you don't have to rake leaves, maybe I'll sign up. Yeah, there you go. That's good. I like that because that ties in with another joke I have about like I think I IKEA is actually a terrorist group, uh, terrorist organization, uh, and like and like how it's very like like very covert mm -hmm. and uh, like how they they just they subtly destroy your weekends and yeah. cause arguments with you and your spouse. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that's cool. I like I like that. That, yeah. that works. Out, that works out with with that other one, and I can kind of go into that other one too. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a that's a pretty decent uh, surprise little misdirect that you can yeah. throw in there, and then and then it then it yeah. totally ties in with the IKEA. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Nice. <laughs> well, you said nice. you had another one. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. Yeah, if you want to. Um, so, uh, I love uh, you know, the election we just had, and I don't know where you're at, but like the local elections are my favorite. I like, you know, the national elections I, I like, you know, and pay attention to, but the local ones are my favorite, like, uh, like who, who the drain commissioner, we see all these signs for like Drake, like who's running for drain commissioner. Like, like if, if you want to be drain commissioner, I'll just let you be drain commissioner. You know, like just if you want it that bad to put your name on a stupid sign on the side of the road. Like, I don't even know. I'm 42. I don't even know what a drain commissioner does. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that the drain commissioner doesn't know what they have to do, you know? And, uh, and like, we'll just we'll just rotate. You just let we'll let both of you be, be the drain commissioner every six months. And so then like then it goes into like I want to see like more negative campaign ads with the local with local elections like the drain commissioner. It's like I saw this one guy. His name was Rob Sumbler, and he was running for drain commissioner. And uh, I just love the name Rob Sumbler. That's what that you know. So so Rob, they have a negative ad for like Rob Sumbler. It's like Rob Sumbler takes whole rolls of toilet paper and flushes them <laughs> down the drain. And Rob Subler takes, uh, takes un, like pack, packages of tampons and flushes them down the public toilets. Rob Subler, bad for drains, bad for America. <laughs> like, I, just, uh, I don't know. That makes me laugh so much. Just, just like the stupid local elections. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I love that. I and oh, I, thanks. I, I like it the way thanks. it is. The only tag I okay. gave you is cool. yeah. is up at the beginning. You know, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know why anybody wants to be drain commissioner. Maybe there they just want to get on that sweet uh, insurance plan of the city. You know, yeah, there and, you go. Right, right. You know, yeah, and yeah. if that if yeah. if that's their if that's their only reason to do it, maybe they could do yeah. something else. But you know, if that's all <laughs> right, they can do, right, then right. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Like that's their dream. Like they, that's no one. No one like sets out to be the drain commissioner. Like, yeah, you know, like that's they've settled. Like, yeah, like, you know, so, like, yeah, to be drain commissioner. It's so. it's funny. I uh, I was a Wendy's manager uh in the eighties, and this guy yeah. would come in three times a week at lunch, and he worked for the city washing the trucks and he had been doing it for 40 years oh my god and totally wow. happy to do it and was, was a happy guy but every time he talked to me he says you know what i pay for my insurance a penny i pay a penny what? a month for my insurance 
<laughs> Holy shit. And, and that was, you yeah. know, insurance was starting to get kind of stupid stupid in the 80s. It's even worse now. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, yeah. I love that interaction. I've always wanted to turn that into a joke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's it's the same, same type yeah. of thing. Get on like, that sweet <laughs> penny insurance, you know? Yeah, this guy was happy. Like, it, fr- basically, free insurance made him happy to do the, the job equivalent of rain yeah he just he was so happy to just perform this function that we could just it's done on its own yeah uh (laughs) if we just wait long enough oh man that guy talk to that guy he's like he's like buddha yeah yeah (laughs) you know happy guy uh moved really slow but he was a happy guy and uh i'm 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 sure he's not still with us because he was like 60 something then but with people like that that are really happy like i'm like where are the bodies at yeah (laughs) somewhere (laughs) they're somewhere i don't know like (laughs) you know can't all be that (laughs) oh man well, this is great. I, I love doing this segment, yeah. and uh, I I always get something out of it, and I always yeah, have to re- replay it back. I take notes and all that. But yeah, that um, I I think both of yours are definitely keepers, and uh, and and yeah, I liked yours too. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely gonna it's definitely gonna um, work into your act really well. It, it's you, yeah. based on what okay. I've seen so far. Cool. So it's, it's it cool. definitely works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the album is. Yeah, it's free consultation. Yeah, free consultation. I, I flipped pages yep. and I lost it. And it's no, no great. Worries. I know it's on Spotify and you can uh, you. you can buy it. Where can people find you if they uh, want to uh, yeah. see your TikToks and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So um, my handle that I use, I try and use across all the platforms is at comedian at law. So then just at comedian and then at law. So um, yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff on TikTok and, and Facebook um been growing those pages and instagram too so yeah just uh you know give me a follow and <laughs> uh said if you if, if people have dumb legal questions uh or crazy things that they've seen legal stuff i'd love to, to talk about them so yeah just just shoot me an email um and then my my website is just uh www um Dot, that's so old now. So of course I said the www. No, no, you don't have to say the www Nick anymore. So, so it's just comedian at dot law. So, uh, yep. So great, great. Yeah, and, and your yeah. website's well put together. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I'm trying to build that out a little bit more. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I, I see good ones, and, and I see ones that haven't been touched since '92. So yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Geocities. Not mobile friendly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, great. Thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, folks, all of his uh, socials and stuff like that will be in the show notes. Uh, Make sure you take a look at uh, Nick Leidorf and uh, make sure you check out the album Free Consultation. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thank you. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it.